0: Jason, how you doing today? Doing good, Chris. How about you? I am super excited today. I am excited about, you know, you know, I always enjoy these interviews and it's always great to come down and talk to you
1: as well. You these know. are fun. These are fun. I love to get together for this stuff. Yes. It's so
0: what episode stuff. are we on? This
1: is episode 10, right? Man. Leading a serving podcast. Yeah. Time has flown by. I know. It's like years passed. Crazy. Here we go. So, yeah, so um, what are we what have you been up to lately? Oh man, we we had a great uh, almost two weeks like Christmas New Year vacation. Got back, and um, within twelve hours we all like got sick. Oh no! (laughs) So we've we've been laying around the house for a couple weeks, just being bums. Yeah, you know, nothing serious. We never tested positive, so we just kind of, you know, fever, cough, just junk. I mean,
0: a lot of people are going through that. I mean, our family hit it too. Yeah, it's um, just
1: it seems like those that you see in public today are those who were sick two weeks ago,
0: right? <clears throat> or going to be sick in the next two weeks?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're just rotating it around, so.
0: right? I mean, and it doesn't seem like it's lasting as long uh, from the way. Out. I mean, not that I'm trying to get on that soap wagon of of COVID stuff, but right. you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going around. And I, I mean, I have a I had a guy that works for me who um, thought he was COVID positive mm-hmm. and actually ended up turning out to be just the flu. He said, "Yeah, so." Yeah. which is great. I mean, it was great that he could come back to work that quick, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's crazy, it's hard time to navigate.
1: Yeah, it's almost that uh, the new normal is disruption. Right. And we're just living with it, learning to deal with it and moving on with our lives and <laughs> feeling better hopefully. Right? That's exactly right. <laughs> so, we got a little ways to go, but um it's good to be out of the house and yes, hanging
0: out with people. So, Yeah. What have you been up to? Um trying to get i mean i and the funny thing is like you said, i'm my family's gotten sick, but I have not um, kind so good. I am still plugging away and trying to keep up with um you know being the new year, I've got new aspirations and new goals for twenty twenty two and um i'm just I'm excited about this new year. I'm excited, even though in the midst of all this chaos, I'm excited about twenty twenty two I am hoping that um uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to some newer challenges. I'm looking forward to trying to take better care of myself and trying to focus on some of that stuff. So
1: yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's I'm hoping it's and then I don't know about you, but I always feel better like after the new year. It's like all right, look, you know, everybody talks about um, New Year's resolutions, and I was like, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Right. But and, and everybody's like, so when are you, when are you going to give up on yours? Like, but the funny <laughs> yeah. part is, is like. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure you listen to Dan have listened to Dan Miller before, but he mm-hmm. talks about his stuff back in November and it's already starting on that stuff. And you know, and it gives a great momentum. By the first of the year, I mean, you're like solid. I'm like, I'm not, I got this stuff down, like I'm gonna keep cranking away. Right. So, you know, by January first, I'm ready to go.
1: Right. Like it's like I'm already ahead of schedule, baby. Keep going. <laughs> That's such a different world for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if all of our listeners know, but I, I lead worship here at New Hope Church. Right. Where we're, at, we're actually in the studio of New Hope Church. Right. Um, and so I lead worship, and so the lead up into Christmas, into the new year, is kind of one of our... I mean, that's one of our two big seasons, obviously, right. Christmas and Easter, right? And so January is totally like recovery mode. Right. You know, we set we, we set our goals more on the school year calendar of August through the summer. Oh, and so I, you know, we kind of know where we're going January through May at this point, and then June and July. Um, so July, January is just like we made it. My body's recovering. That's right. probably why I've been sick for weeks, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different rhythm. It's a different rhythm. So totally, it's it's, kind of
0: fun. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way.
1: I know. So I, you know, I think about resolutions in terms of. Personal stuff, right? You know, which I'll start at spring break because then no one's in the gym, right? <laughs> Three months out, everybody's <laughs> All done the good stuff. Right? <laughs> so, but one so, of the things I think we want to that I want to focus on in the new year is something that we've been talking about in terms of leadership for the last you know uh, nine episodes, right? Right? You know, um, is that the better we understand ourselves. The better we know who we are and how we're wired, um, not just from our, you know, how we were raised or how God made us, but um, throughout, um, you know, all of our choices. Um, We have a certain personality, a certain way of doing things, and the better we understand who we are and why we do what we do, the, the more effective we can be as leaders, uh-huh. the more um, effective we can be as serving one another, right. you know, of, of taking that just a step further, whether that's in our families, our work, our teams, our organizations, and things like that. And so um, there's a tool called the Five Voices that I've been training in for the last six, seven, eight months, something like that, okay. that I've really enjoyed. Um, it's a uh, it's. Um, it's layered on top of the Myers Briggs. Okay. Um, so if you're familiar with your four letters of INTJ or ENFP or you know whatever mm-hmm. those letters might be for you, um, I found that those are incredibly hard to remember. Mm-hmm. What mine mean, much less what yours mean, and right. so the Five Voices is built on top that of that. It gives a simple and um, um, kind of a sticky language <clears throat> to those things, so that. Um, there's, there's a common language around that. Uh-huh. And so um, I've been taking the staff here at New Hope through it. Um, you and I have been, yes. been talking about it. I've been talking about with my family, my kids, uh, my adult kids especially, uh-huh. uh, my wife. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been really, um, really enlightening to understand a little bit better. And so over the next handful of episodes, what we want to do is uh, kind of take a, a little bit of a deep dive into each of these five... Voices. That sounds great. Because we're a combination of all five. It's not that you are exhibit one of the voices and not the others. You're a combination of all of them. A um, couple, couple of them are going to be much more dominant, mm-hmm. and others are going to be um, much quieter in your life. And you can access those types of voices, those types of things, um, but you're always going to do that through the filter of your dominant voices. Okay. And so um, so we're just going to do a quick overview today, if that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, then we'll, we'll kind of talk about each of the individual voices over the next... I guess, five episodes. Okay, sounds great. All right. So, you know, when we think about, um, you know, our our personalities, um, there's always been the the spectrum of uh, people who are a little more Mm task-focused and people who are a little more relationally focused. You know, if you've ever taken the DISC inventory or the Myers-Briggs, that's language that's throughout both of those um, Mm -hmm. and others, like Enneagram and um, all the other tests out there. Right. But... So in the five voices, there are two voices that are um, very relational, Uh and there are two voices that are very task-oriented, and then there's one voice that kind of sits in the middle and is kind of a hybrid of both and kind of works both ways. Okay. Um, So on that relational side, um, we're gonna start with the nurturer voice. Um, The nurturer is um, very present-oriented in their thought process. Uh They are the ones who nurture relationships. Okay. So, in your organization or things like that, they're the relational oil that keep things going. Okay. They're the ones who um, smooth things over. That you know, they're peacekeepers, peacemakers. They um, they they care for others. They're the nurturer is the one that stops by your desk or your cubicle or your house or gives you a text and is like, right. "Hey, how you doing? I heard you've been sick." Mm-hmm. You know, they're really concerned about who you are and how you feel. Um, and as an organization moves and changes and, and makes decisions. They are going to be the ones that are processing, okay, if we make this change, here's how this affects all hundred people in our organization, or mm-hmm. all three people. <laughs> you know, They're thinking about the relationships. They're thinking about how um, different motions in, in the business will affect one another. And so nurturers are uh, super um, super at what they do. I mean, <laughs> I love a great nurture on mm-hmm. the team. I mean, they, they take care of us. They take care of one another. Sorry, I've got stuff beeping. Sorry about that. Um, And um, you know they do they do an amazing job at that. So the other (laughs) relational voice is called a connector. Um, A connector is thinking down the road. They're a little bit more uh, future oriented in their voice. Okay. So they're thinking about how can I connect relationships? How can I connect people to? Um, tools, resources, solutions—maybe to one another. And so you might know a great connector because when you're talking to them and you say, "Yeah, I'm—you know—I'm looking for such and such," you're like, "Oh, I know a guy." Right, <laughs> I know a gal, you know, um, that the connectors just champion those networks, those connections. Um, you know, whether it's ideas or people, they are they are connectors. Uh-huh. You know, if uh, you know, I've got this problem in my business. Oh man, you should totally check out this resource. Check out this website. Go, uh-huh. you know, here's what I use. I know so and so uses this. They know what's going on in that connecting world, and they're thinking down the road of how they can help other people through their relationships by connecting them. Okay. Um, from a, a percentage standpoint, you're going to find a lot more nurturers than you do connectors. Hmm. Nurturers comprise about 43% of the population, and connectors are about 11% of the population. Wow. And so that's, um, that's the relational side of the spectrum. Um, the opposite side is the task side. Um, you've got two voices over there. One's called the guardian, and one is called the pioneer. Okay. So the guardian, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the Guardian is very uh, present-oriented as well. They're thinking about, um, in the moment, how do we take care of um, our systems, our traditions, our, um, our values, um, that they're all about due diligence, about the resources. Um, your Guardians make great like um, CPAs and financial advisors, CFOs, um, things like that, that as an idea comes to them, they're looking at the health of the business, they're looking at the health of the family. And they're saying, how can we guard this? How can we protect this? How can we make sure we don't damage what we've got? Yes, Mm -hmm. we need to go to the future. We're going to get there. Right. And I'm going to help you find a way to get there, but we need to take care of what we've got right now. Uh We don't want to destroy what we've got to get where we're going. And so the Guardians are are super great at that. They're masters of efficiency, of process, and things like that. Uh, The Pioneer is um, all about moving the ball down the court. They're your they're your strategic partner. Um, they're most likely to probably play the game Risk. <laughs> right. You know they probably love Monopoly. Um, <laughs> but um, pioneers are very good about taking the logic of a situation and figuring out what is the right decision we need to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find a lot of um, um, CEOs and business leaders and you know really strong pioneers come off very strong in their personality and their leadership, and um, they get things done. And <laughs> they, they really, um, you know, are valuable at problem solving and, you know, pushing the results forward for our businesses, for our families, for our organizations, and things like that. And so that's your, that's your task side. Um, guardians okay. are your most, um, are, are your biggest population. There's about 30% of the population are guardians, and only about 7% of our population is pioneers. And so, um, you know, you you won't run into quite as many pioneers as you do the guardians. Hmm. So the one that sits in the middle is called the creative. Okay. Um, And creatives have a bent either toward tasks or toward relationships. Um, But they kind of sit in the middle um, and they work in one of those directions. Um, But creatives um, are not just our typical... Definition of a creative: where you're thinking about art, music, poetry, right. things like that. Right. Um, creatives are are thinking far down the road. They're very future oriented. They're seeing obstacles. They're seeing things coming down the road, and they're 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 seeing a need for solutions probably before the other vo- four voices do. Hmm. And so they're huge in valuing future ideas and in valuing innovation organizational integrity values integrity those things matter deeply to creatives um, creatives only comprise about nine percent of the population really um, and so um, you know you'll you'll find some very creative leaders you'll find some very creative um, artists and things like that but mm-hmm. they're typically looking down the road and seeing issues or problems for your organization for your family and they're raising that red flag In advance, before the other voices quite see it, and uh, so they're super valuable in all that we do, and so we're going to be taking a little bit deeper look at these um, because each one of these have um, a weapon system. Okay, we've been talking about what it means to be healthy as a leader. Right, when we're not healthy. Right, when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling the pressure. Um, our voices can have a negative effect on the other voices, on mm-hmm. other people. And so uh, each of us have a weapon system that comes out when we're unhealthy. We're going right. to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, but And then we're going to talk a little bit how these blend together and how these work together, and so... Perfect. They're, they're super good. So I'm
0: super excited. I'm excited about that part too. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll get to learn more and more as we go. Absolutely. So, tell us about our interview today. Who are we? Who are we talking to? So I'm super excited. Um, I want to introduce you to um, Teresa Harwood. Um, she is a commercial realtor here locally, um, here in Greenwood, and um, just a dynamite person, dynamite in what she does, and super excited about her being able to share her perspective and what she does. And um, and just just um, just give us some better insight into her world because I'll be honest with you, Jason. When before I talked with her, I you know there's a lot of people in the commercial world, and I didn't know a lot about it. And it's been great to talk with her. Great to talk about um, some ideas. We've had mm-hmm. some opportunities that we don't know about. You know, it's you never know until you ask. And so I'm super excited about chatting with her today.
1: I think it's going to be great. So let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's go talk to Teresa.
0: All right. Teresa, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, We're super excited that you have come to join us this Monday morning. (laughs) Welcome. Glad you're here.
2: Thank you. Well, I'm excited to be here.
0: So explain, um, just go ahead and let's start about what, what do you do exactly?
2: So I'm a commercial real estate broker I'm based here in Greenwood, and that probably still doesn't answer your question because people are confused about what I do. I don't sell any houses. Okay. Um, I do strictly um, commercial real estate, which would be anything from retail stores that you go to, to restaurants, to offices, um, industrial flex spaces, and I do both leasing of those spaces and sales. Okay. So I can represent the seller or the buyer, the landlord or the tenant.
0: Okay. And do you deal with any multifamily property at all?
2: You know, that's part of commercial real estate. It's okay. not my specialty.
0: Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit, um, let's give us some backstory now. What, what has gotten you into real estate and why, why do you do what you do?
2: Well, it's certainly not where I started. Um, I started in corporate America, although I am not one of those corporate America haters. I loved my time in corporate America. Um, I was in marketing for a mortgage uh, division of what is now Chase Bank. used to be Bank One when I was there. So I did marketing for the mortgage company, which means I did cross-sell programs with the banking centers and traveled all over the country and just loved it. But then I stayed home when I had kids. So when I went to go back into marketing, the face of marketing had changed. Oh. It was very different. Um, so, you know, it had become social media and blogging and a lot of things that um, made it different than where it was before. So I was looking for something else to do when I got ready to go back into the workforce and started investing in commercial real estate. And the first investment I did, i was I guess I was young and dumb and didn't know any better. I did a um, conversion from hotel to condos in Florida with a group of friends. Oh, wow. And we made a good bit of money off that, just through dumb luck, which you sometimes do in real estate, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and um, brought that money back here and started investing in retail. So I started doing this for myself. Okay. and uh, enjoyed it, got to know. Um, a lot of business owners, which I find interesting, and then after owning for several years, decided I can do this for other people as well. So then brought me to where I am today.
0: Well, that's quite, that's quite a path. That's a neat journey.
2: <laughs> it's a different <laughs> path. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. and it's probably created some huge, I mean, I can tell already there's some passion there behind it, just being able to um, do this for other business owners and
1: helping them get mm-hmm. through this. Mm-hmm. Um Tell us about how, how you got to this point. A um, little bit more about your background. Are you native to Indianapolis? And um...
2: So I grew up in southern Indiana, um, 20 miles north of Louisville. My father was, a, was and still is a small business owner, so that gives me that business ownership glimpse. Mm-hmm. Um, went to college at Ball State. Uh, decided to come to the big city after I graduated. And uh, so that's what brought me to the area. My Mm -hmm. interest has always been in, I guess, real estate, because I went to Ball State to be an architect. Okay. Now, I ended up switching my major, as so many people do, but I've always been interested in buildings and structures and the design of that. So I've kind of combined all of that.
1: You still dabble any? What kind of keeps you going in the in-between of... Uh, of commercial real estate and family and all that stuff. What kind of, what just kind of drives you in the, in those, uh,
2: in-between spaces? I probably, it's probably a passion for helping business owners. You know, they're really good at whatever their business is. They're not necessarily good at the commercial real estate aspect. So I am, I can help in that way, just like a small business owner might hire an accountant to do his books or um, a renovation guy to do his, his <laughs> structures, you know, I'm just, I can be a piece of that puzzle for them.
1: Cool. Cool. What's a, um, what's a guiding principle or kind of leadership value, something that just really holds things together for you as you uh, work with these business owners, as you navigate life?
2: You know, I hold myself up to really high standards, and I guess I feel like everybody deserves good service, and so I'm constantly trying to improve and trying to provide that good service.
1: Okay. What does good service look like?
2: Treating the job like you're doing it for yourself or a loved one. You know, thinking mm-hmm. what's the best thing for this client, not what's the easiest, not what will get me to the end or the finish line the quickest, but what's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. What, do you, what do you think you hit on that, that you know, if, if you're running through the yellow pages, right? <laughs>
2: the yellow <laughs> hey, pages? Running
1: through Google, the, the, the new <laughs> yellow pages. Um, if you're running through that looking for a commercial broker, what do you feel that, that you hit on that a lot of, a lot of them miss on?
2: So here's one thing that I haven't touched on. In commercial real estate, there's so many different ways that you can go with this business. Well, you did ask me about multifamily earlier. I really believe in specializing and sticking to what you know. Always learning new things, but not putting yourself out there to do that new thing until you are competent. And I think that's one thing that sets me apart. I'm not afraid to learn something new, but I'm not going to present myself as an expert if I'm not. And I think unfortunately there are others in my business that have a shingle that says commercial real estate and they'll take any opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm a little different in that regard.
1: Right, right, No, in your capacity Knowing what works for you, how you can serve, it mm-hmm. all comes back to serving. Um, right. You know, treating the the customer as if um, you know you can bring the best value to them, and that's right. that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. What do you got?
0: You know, I just I think that it's really I really appreciate the fact that you you touched on the idea that you know you're focused on your specialty. That's mm-hmm. I think in the passion that comes from you while you're talking about it is even. You know, and while you're focusing on that specialty is really neat. And I think it's a great um, thing that you bring to the mix that I think that, like you said, many people probably miss if you were to go through Google, you know, in touch and some of these other realtors that are out there. Um, Yeah, I
2: actually, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I actually think the number one question somebody should ask is the exact question that you ask you know, what's your specialty, what have you done a lot of when they're picking out a commercial real estate broker, Uh you know, what have you done a lot of, which is another reason that I believe commercial and residential realtors should stay in their own lane, Uh you know, which sounds kind of harsh, but that's how we're going to give the better service to our client. I would never try to list even my own house to Uh sell. I mean, I don't know the intricacies of that or even how to work the market right now, which as you guys know, is crazy.
1: Uh Right. So, Teresa, I understand that, you know, with all these different facets of the um, the commercial industry, um, you know, you you have a very specific specialty, but I understand you've got a team behind you as well. So, tell us a little bit about your team and kind of how you work with others in, in serving the small business owners.
2: Sure. So, I am part of KW Commercial, which is the commercial division of Keller Williams. And at my office alone, there are seven commercial brokers. And we all have different backgrounds. We all have different passions. Uh, and and thankfully, it's kind of cool how it all came together. We all have different specialties. So if I get a request, for example, like Chris said earlier about multifamily, I'm not the multifamily expert. Um, I can certainly stay involved if it's a, a friend or a business acquaintance that I want to work with. But I have an expert in that office who does know the market who knows the latest listing who knows what the uh, going rate is on a product like that so it's been phenomenal to be there with that team and we talked about mutual support earlier in the conversation i feel like we've built that within our commercial team too so we have a really good group of people who can honestly handle any commercial uh, requirement Mm.
1: How does trust play in a play a role in a situation like that for you?
2: Um, trust between a client and a a broker or between yeah, yeah, brokers. All of okay. It, yeah. You know, um, I mean, trust is paramount, right? <laughs> you you want to be able to trust this expert that you mm-hmm. are, um, you are entrusting them with a big decision, right? Mm-hmm. What building do I buy or what lease do I enter into? Um, you don't want to compromise that trust because, well, for me, it's just part of who I am, but also we live in a small enough community. If you don't do a good job, you're not going to last. And I like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I actually like that because Mm -hmm. it, um, it keeps things trustworthy. You can't fake it for very long. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh I completely agree. So I'm a small business owner, right? So if I was to come to you, what what encouragement would you – at what point would you encourage a small business owner to start looking for spaces? Um, because that's something that I think that as a small business owner – uh, you know, as a business owner, you never really know when the right time is. So those that are listening out there that potentially are mm-hmm. small business owners, what can we encourage them to think about? Are
2: you talking about the small business owner that's maybe still operating out of their house? Yes, and okay. wanting to
0: shift over to a commercial yeah. space. Well,
2: you know, it gets real <clears throat> awkward when you hire an employee and they have to come work off your dining room table. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so that's a really good time to start looking for a little bit of space mm-hmm. is when you start hiring staff and you want you know you want to bring people together instead of everybody just we've gotten used to working in our homes over covid COVID but it's also illustrated the drawbacks Uh of doing that so that's a good time i would say have the budget before you find the space don't find the space and then try to find the budget oh i mean make sure you have the margin there to be able to afford your space and there are extra expenses you don't think about before you go find a space. I mean, you're paying for the space, the utilities, the upkeep of that space if you buy it, the insurance, all of that. So go into it with your eyes open. I mean, if you're a retail business too, you don't really have the luxury of waiting. Mm-hmm. If people are coming to you, they expect a professional space.
1: Mm-hmm. So. How, would, how would you advise a small business owner to be able to set that budget? Because all of those, um, you know, like like for example, I, I understand kind of the rough margin of what insurance on my home might be. Mm-hmm. But commercial insurance is probably a completely different, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, equation of how to get to that. So um, would they come to you for that of, you know, here's... You know, I have X amount of month and margin what would that get me sure. <laughs> help me understand yeah, these costs we can do it that how way. would they set how would they go about setting that budget
2: you know I specialize in office so let's talk about office for a minute mm-hmm. let's talk mm-hmm. about an office user if they want an office space in or around Greenwood and they're going into a typical office space space which means they're going to pick up utilities um, they're going to do their own janitorial that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Typical office space is between 12 and $14 a square foot. Now, that probably doesn't mean anything to you. So let's say you want a 1,000 square feet space, which would be um, a small office. You could probably get three people in there. Mm-hmm. So let's say a 1,000 square feet, you're paying $12 a square foot. That's a 1,000 a month. So that's really good. That's a really good rule of thumb. Twelve dollars a square foot. It's very convenient around here. It's a dollar a month. So that would be a thousand. You could get three people in there. You know that that would be a good rule of thumb. If you're going to buy something, the going price around here right now it's it varies so much. But I'm going to say one hundred and sixty dollars a square foot to purchase. So mm-hmm. oh,
1: okay, yeah, good. Okay. Good so for
2: industrial space, you're going to pay less than that per square mm-hmm. foot. For retail space, you're going to pay more. And then you get into office spaces that include utilities and janitorial. Those are more like the shared office environments. Those are going to be higher per square foot, but you don't have the expenses. Yes. So someone like me has that all in their head, and we can mm-hmm. have a really good conversation and save you a lot of research.
1: Mm. Right. Any, um, <clears throat> any creative solutions that are starting to pop out post-COVID? I'm, I know I'm springing this question on you here, but... No, you're fine. <laughs> Post-COVID is we're, you know, kind of rearranging how we work. Um, are you seeing creative expressions even in the real estate side of things, the commercial side of, of how businesses are solving their space issues?
2: You know, I have the great advantage of being in a smaller community. I would say Mm -hmm. the Central Business District of Indianapolis, you're probably seeing some more shuffling of office spaces because people don't all want to be there. Some people Mm -hmm. want to work from home. We really didn't see much of an impact in the suburbs. Um, People do have the flexibility to work from home, but what I've seen on the office side is people are still – maintaining their office space within a traditional office setting. So probably the most creative we've gotten in the suburbs is hey, I'm gonna work from home today and everybody's right. cool with it. Where what, three years ago, two years ago I've lost track. Right. That that was kind of frowned upon. <clears throat> yeah. It's like why aren't mm-hmm. you coming in the office? Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: you, you better be like pretty it. sick if you're not coming into the <laughs> that's office. That's right, yeah. Now it's like, oh that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Except when we do podcasts. Right, Jason?
1: That's right. You got to come.
2: They used to less than six feet apart and don't wear your mask. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm curious, along your journey, has there been anything that that you thought, you know, this is not, this this is a small decision, this is kind of an insignificant moment, and then in hindsight you walk away from it going... Oh, wow. That was a game changer.
2: Yeah. You know what? It was that hotel purchase in Florida. Even really? though it sounds crazy at the time, I wasn't the hands on person in Florida doing the work. So it mm-hmm. was more just like an investment, mm. you know, that I reaped the rewards from and then turned into a whole career change.
1: Wow. So, wow.
2: yeah, that was surprising. <laughs> yeah, that is I mean there were a bunch of us it wasn't like we well, invested a million dollars right right well <laughs> so that
0: that was a huge highlight so tell me something that was a fail that that kind of
2: with that project or or, or just just in today. life in
0: general I mean anything any that that might have re you know refocused you on coming back to that
2: um you know prior to that I had tried going out on my own with a marketing company mm-hmm. and I that I probably lacked passion for that, mm-hmm. even though I loved my job. It was different taking that into a career. So I did try that for a short time before I, then permanently focused on real estate. Okay. So sometimes you got to try things, to right? out they're not really for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes there's things that you can learn to do. You can learn to do them really well, mm-hmm. but they just don't bring you the joy. They exactly. don't. They don't fill you up with the yeah. energy and.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that. So, what would you, um, what would you
0: tell your 21 year old self?
2: Gosh, relax. You don't have to get it all done in the next year. I was so <laughs> impatient. Yeah. So impatient to get going and, uh, you know, conquer the world. Mm-hmm.
1: So. What helps you slow down? Or do you?
2: <laughs> I do. I do. I'm very structured in my day. I get up, I do my quiet time. I do my exercise. It takes me three hours to get to the office, so I have to get up at 5 to get all that done. So I have a very regimented routine in the morning. That helps. Then I hit it hard. Then I go home, and I don't think about it, which mm. is a, a luxury I have in commercial real estate because in residential, from what I understand, you're on all the time. Yes. Mm. You know, I don't do evening appointments. I very rarely do a weekend, only if I want to. Mm-hmm. So... Regimented schedule. How's that? Okay. Nice. <laughs> that,
1: I'm a creative by nature, and so that just hurts my heart. Oh,
2: really? Oh, yeah. yeah
1: routine, not my favorite. Word oh, I'm in a the list dictionary. maker too, so, and I—you oh, probably
2: goodness. don't do that either, do you? I, I get great joy from that. My, my
1: wife does. <laughs> yeah. And I do not, really? and it doesn't. She likes adding things to my list. Yes, Well, you know? Yes. And won't you like feel so much better when you check. It? No, I really <laughs> won't. I really
2: won't. <laughs> well, then you guys are a good pair, right? We are. We get yeah. we
1: get some amazing things done together. But um, yeah, she it, she stuck with me. So mm-hmm. she, <laughs> I need her. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my. Well, what is um, what is one one thing that you see in others, whether that's um um you know just life in general coworkers um clients that you work with what is something that 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 you feel that you know if if we as a culture or a group of people here on the south side if we were just to kind of capture this this behavior this attitude this moment um what do you think would really help us um just improve um along the way that that maybe this is a little bit of a pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> oh, or maybe okay. this could be something like, you know, I, um, I, I see this in general and I'd love to see this change.
2: Um, gosh, there's so many different ways I could go with this answer. So um, can I talk about True pros? Oh, for sure. So we have a business group on the South Side and we are all so mutually supportive of each other. I really appreciate that, and I see that a lot on the South Side, Um, the mutual support of each other, the not competitive nature of, what's that called, zero sum, if you get something, I don't get it, Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. um, atmosphere, so I love that. I would say if I could change anything, it would be the um, either have to agree with me or I don't associate with you Mm. attitude that we see out there. I don't like that. I like being able to disagree with somebody and we can still be friends. Uh So the two are somewhat intertwined, Uh but uh, yeah. yeah, me going two different thoughts there.
1: No, that's good. That was good. That's good. I think um, your your second one would be high on my list of, you know, we can, we can have differing Viewpoints, opinions, Mm -hmm. ways of life, Mm -hmm. and it's okay.
2: Yeah, we don't have to be enemies because of them. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And we can value one another because we each bring a huge value to the table, Mm -hmm. even if we don't work the same way. Right. Whether we create lists or not. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm still okay with you not having a list.
2: Feel sorry that you're not going to get as much done. But but it is what it is. That's right.
1: Um, What about. A inspirational quote, bumper sticker verse, anything that um, anything that you keep coming back to to bring you encouragement, inspiration what's what's one of those things that
2: gosh so many so many great verses, but probably my favorite one is romans eight twenty eight mm. because that says that anything that happens to I'm paraphrasing anything that happens to us, God's going to use it for good. Yeah. Mhm. And you're always going to have bad things happen. I mean, there's no way to stop them. It's just part of life. So, that's probably the my favorite. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Keeps you going. Yeah, that's it does. a good one. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, the other thing I wanted to make sure that we do before we 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 have forgotten this a couple of times. Okay. Make sure to give us some information about how to connect up with you. How okay. how for those that are listening out there and going, "You know, I would need to give her a call. I have some questions." Yeah.
2: Well, there is the phone number. Okay. So do you want me to... Yeah, go ahead. Go go put that out there. So that's Mm 317-883-7010. It's on signs all over Greenwood. Right. If you haven't seen it, open your eyes while you're driving. (laughs) And then um, I have learned how to use social media and all that since 20 years ago when I gave up marketing. But, oh gosh, I guess it's been 25 years telling my age. Um, but I do have a website. It's Harwood Commercial Group. I do have a Facebook page of the same name, um, and I'm a very active uh, user of LinkedIn. Okay. And then uh, my email address is super easy to remember. It's Harwood, so T-H-A-R-W-O-O-D, not Hardwood, but Harwood, at uh, gmail.com. Oh, no, I'm sorry, at kw.com. com. <laughs> <laughs> almost forgot where I work. That's right. Yeah. So there's a million ways to reach me.
1: Great. And if there's a business owner, I mean, we talked about um, the services you provide, but if a business owner is sitting here going, I just don't know if I'm ready yet. Mm -hmm. At what point in the timeline should they reach out to you?
2: You know what? It's, I don't charge anything for a conversation. And we can probably run through a few things in five minutes Mm -hmm. that would give this person a good idea of whether they're ready or whether there's something in the market. That's what I'm running into right now. Mm -hmm. It's not as bad as residential, but if you're trying to buy a commercial building in this market, it can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are holding on to their real estate, believe it or not. And I think there was this assumption that COVID would bring great prices and everybody's selling out. (laughs) It hasn't happened. So anyway, I'm going way off on a tangent, but a conversation is the easiest way. Well,
0: I'll bring you back to your comment earlier, which Mm is uh, a five-minute conversation with you can save any business owner a lot of headache and research. So go to the pro who knows what she's doing and and thinks about this stuff day in, day out. So if you're listening – Don't hesitate to make the phone call because I think some people hesitate to realize that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's pros out there that they just want to help
1: you because they're good people. So because I'm the type of person I feel like I have to get my ducks in a row. (laughs) I'm like, I can't call Teresa yet. I got to get my ducks in a row. Yeah. And I think
0: the earlier conversations will help you get your ducks in a row. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Bring your ducks. I I relate to that. (laughs) I relate to that because I felt like I needed to get my finances in order before I hired an accountant, which Mm. I finally did this year. Uh-huh. And I already feel better about it, even though my ducks never did get in a row. <laughs> that's, what,
0: that's what the accountant's for. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. right. I look she at my accountant, put the ducks in the row
2: about how to how to do all this stuff, and send it to her, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, cool. thank you so much yes, for joining us today and uh, and just sharing your passion, your wisdom that you have for commercial real estate and being able to bring it to us with this podcast. I just, you know, I hope all the business owners that are might potentially be out there listening. I hope they can get great value out of this. I know I have. Yeah. Um, and, uh, thanks again, Jason for yeah. hanging out and let's chatting with uh, Teresa. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank thanks thanks you Teresa. Well,
2: I appreciate it. That's right. Happy new year. Well. Yeah. You too. <laughs>
0: Well, Jason, I really appreciated, you know, talking with Teresa today. I I think that from a small business perspective, it's good to talk with somebody of her that has her expertise to be able to know, you know, as, as many people that endure small businesses and, you know, try to learn things and grow things and help understand how to best take care of their business, that they're also, you know, planning for the future. And I think that it's great to have like her. I'll bring it up again. We said it there towards the end, which was give her a call in that five minutes. She can probably save you a lot of time of of um, researching things because you and I both know that you and I have talked about several different business ideas. And 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 it's great to plan for the business itself, but it's also sometimes you got to plan for the structure, right? And. That's not always f- the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about starting a business if that makes sense.
1: Right. I, I really appreciated that, you know, like I said, I'm I'm the kind of guy who wants to get all of his ducks in a row, but it really she could save us so much time mm-hmm. and energy and effort and, and stress and anxiety of, of you know just right. give her a call. If we're not ready, she'll tell us what to work on. Right. But if we're ready, Hit the ground, run it, go. Right.
0: And I I think that's creating that relationship. And this is I don't know if you've found this in in business or not, but it seems like so many times we hesitate to make those phone calls. But when, like she said, the person who is the pro or the person who is – that's their dedicated field. They know the ins and outs of it like the back of their hand. So having a five-minute conversation with them on the phone makes a huge difference for me and my business – when it's not the thing I'm focused on. I'm focused on the business itself and trying to grow that entity and get it to where it needs to go. And she's focused on her business. And that's, so those specialties are just great. And it's, right. great and it's to good to know that it.
1: as small business owners, <clears throat> the weight of the world does not have to rest on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have every solution for everything every time. Right. And, you know, and there are people who absolutely love what they do. I mean... Commercial real estate. I don't. Yes, I know that. I I enjoy real estate. I'm not sure if I enjoy commercial real estate. I, know, but like, I invested in a hotel, and next thing I know, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is so cool.
0: Um, yeah, and you know what? I mean, for those that are not out there who are small business owners or who are not looking for a commercial real estate, what I mean, in my opinion, what I took away from this was, it's just great to see somebody. Um, who's passionate about their job and serving others mm-hmm. in, a, in a capacity that, I'll be honest with you, I would have never thought about. I would have never thought about her serving her customers to the greatest degree that she could possibly do. And I think she's doing a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. And obviously, sure, her signs are everywhere. Absolutely. But um, just her passion and um, her want to excel and to try to bring that uh, wisdom to her customers is mm-hmm. just just, it
1: just flows from her. Right. And, and I think we could say that is true across all the guests we've had on the podcast. I completely agree. That, um, whether it's insurance or investing or real estate or whatever, you know, that, uh, you know, just, if you've got something brewing in the back of your mind, call. Call. Yeah. And you know, no obligations. She said, I just love to talk to you for free. I mean, I had a 30 minute call with a guy who provides ice machines. Mm-hmm. and he just sat on the phone and talked and talked and talked and filled me with all this knowledge about an industry that i knew nothing about hmm. and i was like oh, that is so cool you know just people are willing to give them themselves because it's their passion because mm-hmm. they love it and so
0: and uh, she touched on the true pros group which is exactly yeah. that is a bunch of different people who are in different industries but are passionate about every one of their spots in their you know not a single right. one of them are in the same industry, but they all have great passion in their industry-specific right. situation. I love how y'all
1: just mutually support one another mm-hmm. regardless of business gain. Right. That's not the bottom line. The,
0: the goal was to see everybody succeed
1: in a great fashion right. without – no matter w- what the interaction is between us, just to help yeah. us Your each other Your businesses grow. may not cross paths right. in that group, but you're out for each other's success. And, right. Oh, my goodness. You're you're serving one another as a way to lead each other. Oh, then yeah, that's exactly oh, wow. right. We brought that back around, didn't we? right? <laughs> so, well, thanks again for yeah. chatting with me and chatting with Teresa. Absolutely. And uh, we just want to encourage you guys that um, leading is serving, and so in your industry, and in your business, and what you're working on, um, no matter how you're leading in our community, um, no serve what you're one doing. another. I mean, pour your passion into other people, Mm -hmm. and uh, it makes a huge difference. It sure does. So, hey, uh, give us a like. Yes. um, Subscribe. Subscribe. Comment. Send us an email. Let us know what you'd love to hear, what you'd love to know more about. Yeah. Love to hear from you. Thanks, Jason. Catch you next time. Bye.